Hello, everyone. Welcome to You, Me, Them, Everybody Live. My name is Brandon Weatherby. How many cups of coffee is too many cups of coffee per day? Now, people in the room, people listening at home, sounds like a weird thing to say. People listening at home, I don't know how much coffee you drink, but the people in the room, I drink quite a bit of coffee. I'm drinking between like four and six cups a day. And when I say cups, it's what else, and our, our wonderful co-host is drinking, a mug worth of coffee, a cup worth of coffee, not a venti from a Starbucks location featuring spoilers. No, I, a regular cup of coffee. How many cups of coffee a day do you drink, Allison? I drink about two cups of tea a day. So that's like three-fourths of one cup of coffee in terms of caffeine consumption. Yeah. Am I drinking too much or just the right amount? Because I'm oh not even jittery these days. God. So that's, that's like insanity. a lot to you. When I was bartending, do you know what um, they had bullet thermoses? Do you know what bullet thermoses yes. are? Yes. Yeah, I would drink two of those. Which this is, is why you don't do cocaine. Those were eight cups of coffee a day. <laughs> but, that's when I, but that's when I would bartend for six to ten hours at a time. So like that made sense to me. And that really came into play when I really wanted to drink alcohol at like ten. And I'm like, that's a little too early because i got to be here till three. I'll just keep drinking this coffee. But now I'm at like a four to six and I don't feel bad at all. And I don't think that's good for you. But at the same time, it's like I'm not smoking anymore. So it's like this is my only fun. This is now my shitty vice is coffee. Oh, my God. I just realized I'm doing a Marin monologue. We have to stop this right now. <laughs> We're doing this for 11 hours. Allison, you're the co-host. Allison, pick up the microphone. How are you, Allison? I'm doing magnificent. Allison, how was your day? Uh, just started. It's going great. Um, I'm charging my AirPods because I'm rich. Oh, congratulations. Sure I'm wealthy all, all for the long. people listening home, this is the first morning show. There's a second ever time we've recorded in the AM, starting in the AM, not finishing in the AM. So when Allison says it's, she's just starting her day, it's not like our normal 8 or 9 oh, p.m. Facts. show yes, time. Yes, yes, I just yes. want to make that you clear. Have to clarify what's going on. Absolutely. That you are a healthy human being. Yeah. You're not wrecked and you're not waking up at 7 p.m. You're waking up at the appropriate AM. Not time. anymore, no. When was the last time you were waking up consistently at 7 p.m.? College. All right, that's a good time to wake up at 7 p.m. Yeah. Do you have a good sleep schedule? I do now, yes. It's wonderful. Oh now, my God. are you happy with your AirPods? I am. Why? Um, because, again, people look at me like I'm rich. Yeah. And I am not. It's like the Tesla for your face. Ooh, that's good. Tesla for your face or AirPods. They are not a sponsor of the show. That being said, big fan of Apple, controversial statement. Starbucks guy's running for president. This is going to be a weird show. I'm what? so sorry. The guy from Starbucks is running for president. Why? That's why I said spoilers when oh, I mentioned stuff. Why? Billionaires. He thinks he earned it. Anyways, you're going to want to switch microphones because of that. I'm talking way too fast because I have to do this for uh, 10 hours and 55 more minutes. So that's <laughs> is a, this is a speed of which I cannot keep up. Actually, that's a lie. I absolutely can keep up. Uh, you know that to be true. Never did cocaine. Which is too bad. Seems like I do cocaine now. Well, now that I understand that you have six cups of coffee. But it's not like I'm day. drinking them all at once. Usually the first four are... Your system. This first four... No, they don't. Uh, the first four is until like 1 p.m. And then like maybe one after that around three or four. I don't think that that's that much. Okay. All right, fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> Our first guest of the very long series of guests that we have. Is that a thing? People shouldn't be described as long. That's not an adjective people want to hear. I, I like this man for multiple reasons. Number one, he's done the show before, therefore I like him. Uh, number two, he didn't interrupt, and he could clearly interrupt in this setting. It'd be more that it wouldn't be appropriate, but it'd be okay. Yeah. And he didn't do that, and I respect him for that. And then more importantly, he actually does uh, good work for like the world. It's a good man. But number one is he did the show before. That's how I rank okay, things. That's good. Uh, Nevin's here. <laughs> Nevin Martell, come to the stage if you might. If Woo! you want to, you don't have to clap. It's weird if you do or you don't. There's no way. No, no. You got this one, and I'm gonna give you this one. Hey guys. Hello. So excited to be here. Nevin. Hi. Nevin. Have you met? Because you've done the show Such before. I don't know if Allison's been here. She was not. Okay. Oh, uh, I had to put up with you for the whole time. So you did. <laughs> yeah. You did. Now, we've, we've discussed this off mic. You are a father, so you're used to dealing with loud men. <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. Just a loud child who thinks he is a man. How old is your child at this point? He's six. He's, when, yeah. do, when does a child become a man? Uh, Not well, seven? You know, in their mind, much earlier than in everybody else's mind. What's been the easiest year? Uh, to be honest, they keep getting easier. Because That's good. Because the more mature he gets, the more he can do. Yeah. The more he understands, the deeper our relationship. Like, you know... I don't have to change his diapers anymore. I don't have to explain to him like why he holds my hand when he crosses the street. That's There's nice. a lot of like, you know. Are you ruining the day when he will stop holding your hand when he crosses the street? 
Oh, God. Yeah. No, no, no. I have this like horrible nightmare that I've had since my wife was pregnant where I go to drop him off at school and I reach in to give him the goodbye son hug and he gives me the hand. Aww. And I, you know, and I'm already, I already, I get teary just thinking about it. But isn't it good that you've had those, like those hugs, those consensual hugs, and then at a certain point, whole, whole consensual hugs just sounds weird. That's what yes. it is. Yeah. That's what it is. <laughs> but that's good because then yeah. he won't need them. No, I figure you good, you lay a good foundation now. Yeah. He goes off. He has his cold years, his tormented years, his you know distancing years, and then he remembers there's something good to come back to. Did you? This is a question for Allison too. Did you revolt against your parents? Did you rebel in any way? Ooh, how about you start? Uh, not until I was like 25. But you did. <laughs> yeah. You did. Okay, great. I, I did, you know, I did my rebelling up. in college, like far away from my parents. But you did. I mean, you know. I did. It was very minimal. I was what generally was, a pretty good kid. What, what did you rebel against your parents? You know. Or how? Talking back, sure. being an asshole. We can swear on the show, yes, right? Yes, we can swear on okay. the show. Oof. But you didn't... You Dodged are. an FCC bullet there. <laughs> you didn't do... You didn't, like, switch political parties. You didn't reject God. Uh, my family had already rejected God, so okay. I had nothing to do there. But usually... But, I'm talking yeah. about those, like, the big ones. Yeah, those, no, 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 no. That's I, what I did. You were, oh. Did you reject God or switch parties or not? Oh, all the things. Okay, my parents good. are Republicans and, like, oh. super conservative. Okay, so, yeah. Well, I'm was a an nightmare. rejection there. Yeah, that was easy. It was good. <laughs> so you did. Great. Yeah, it's dope. Here's the thing. <laughs> this has come Welcome up... to the real world. Thank you. <laughs> this has come up quite a bit in my life. Uh, I'm noticing there are two kinds of kids, kids that rebel and then kids that don't. And the kids that don't seem to be doing better than the kids that do. Now, I definitely did. I'm doing this clearly, and I went to Catholic school. I'm not Catholic in any way. Um, uh, my mom is very old school, and I have a women's studies degree. You see where I'm going with this? It's not the same. I don't know if I made the right decision. I think in a lot of ways it would have just been easier for me to be like, yeah, women belong in the kitchen. You know what I mean? Like it would have been a <laughs> lot easier not to rebel. Yeah, but then nobody would want yeah. to talk to you. Like, yeah. you would have a very boring yeah. life. I don't think you know that. There's a half of this country that would happily talk to me. I have a brother. I hope not boring. half. 40%. 40%. <laughs> dipping into the 30s on some weeks. But yeah. That kind of relates to what you just did, which is pay it furloughed. Yeah. That's <laughs> that was right. an excellent change. Thank of you topic. so much. Um, so, Nevin did this thing called well, Nevin and Al. Is that fair? Al? From no, Mesel? definitely. No, Al Goldberg and I are partners in this okay. 100%. So, so Nevin and Al did this wonderful thing called pay it furloughed and what they did was you had $1,000 of seed money, is that correct? That's correct. And then other people could donate and it would literally buy it, people f that were furloughed will be able to get free beer at local and I say local, I mean DC based breweries. Is that's that correct? Right. Yeah. Every beer costs seven fifty. Yep. Okay. And uh, you did this because that's the nice thing to do number one. Number two uh, the majority of people that are furloughed I mean, they are political, but they're not really political. They're not, they're not working for the federal government because they're Democrat or Republican. It's no. a job. Yep. And number three, it supports local breweries in a time where the service industry was also suffering. Absolutely. So yeah, not yeah. positive unless you're a drunk driver. Exactly. And we, and we did say, you know, enjoy yourself responsibly. Exactly. Of course. And, you know, no one was overserved. It was, you know, people were really respectful about it. So, the, um, so you're not a federal worker. I am not. You don't own a local brewery. I'm going to tell you something that I haven't told anyone this whole time. You do own a local brewery. I don't even really drink beer. You don't drink beer? No. <laughs> so why did you do this? Um, well, you know, I was talking to Al because, you know, living in D.C., everybody who doesn't live in D.C. that has never lived in D.C. Mm -hmm. for the last two years has just been like every time they call, they're like, so how is it? What, what's yeah. going on? You know, everyone yeah. thinks, and it's true, it's a lot more personal and intense here. So every conversation I'd have during the furloughed with a fem friend or a family member that didn't live here, how is it? What can I do? And, you know, you don't really have much to tell him. And, you know, I was talking to Al from Mess Hall, like you mentioned, and uh, he was saying that he had talked to breweries that had been slammed in a bad way. You know, foot traffic was down. No one was buying beer. In the case of Atlas Brew Works, they couldn't even can their beer because the label mm -hmm. was caught up in the shutdown. And so I thought, like, it would be kind of cool to do some sort of microfunding where you could buy someone a beer because it seems kind of so American to buy someone a beer. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, it seems like a nice little luxury to offer someone. You know, Jose Andreas was covering the food. You know, there were diaper banks. There were people. So you're saying you're the beer version of Jose Andreas. No, no, no. What I'm saying is. You're as equally important no. as World Central <laughs> Kitchen. Um, I know Jose well. And, and let me just put it on record. No, I am not saying that, Jose. Uh, That's Jose, probably the Jose biggest. Jose for president in 2020, by the way. The biggest but, name drop we're going to have today. Thank you so much for doing no, that. I appreciate no, that. Um, but no, we figured, you know, a lot of people were covering necessities, diapers, food, things like that. 
it's nice to offer people a little bit of luxury at a time when they don't feel like they can treat themselves. And at the same token, you know, like having a beer is like a very communal thing. So the idea was like bring people together, create some camaraderie. A lot of the people that came out for beers actually would coordinate with their colleagues that they hadn't seen in mm -hmm. weeks or a month. And they'd have these like furloughed happy hours and drink free beer. Do you want to run for office? Absolutely not. Okay, just wondering. No, um, absolutely not. <laughs> here, here's the thing. I don't know what to refer to you most times because there's always a reason to have you on the show, be it something like this, mm -hmm. be it the cookbooks, be it the writing in general. But you have this thing this week, Restaurant Marketing 101, Social Media and Food Photography. That's right. You've written the only post I've ever shared with the staff of Brightest Junk Things about how yeah. to shoot photos, Cool. how to shoot photos of food. Here's the thing. I like you. I like your photos of food, Aww. but not a fan of what the... This sounds mean. I don't want to no. be mean. Dude, be Not mean. necessarily a fan of the people that would sign up for this seminar. Does so this make sense? Who do you think signs up for the seminar? People that want people that want to become Instagram influencers. So that's actually not the audience. Great. That so, being said, if you're an Instagram influencer, good for you, no, not no, for me. No, no, Yeah, yeah. No, God, I mean, anybody that can make hundreds if not thousands of dollars for posting a picture of their hamburger on Instagram. It'll last forever, God bless too. them. Um, but no, actually, the, most of the people that come are people that work in the hospitality industry, that okay. are the people at the restaurant mm -hmm. tasked with sure. taking photos. And like, they're usually somebody that's not somebody that has that kind of a background. Okay. So, um, you know, it's young marketing people, sometimes young PR people. We don't really get the influencer crowd. It's more for restaurants trying to make their food look better. I think that's really important that you're doing that as a person who does work in the hospitality industry. That was hard for me to say before 12 <laughs> a lot of Maybe syllables. you should <laughs> six to eight cups of coffee a day. <laughs> something like that. It's something that's often forgot um, to be marketable because you yeah. people run on passion a lot. Yeah. And I... That's really interesting. How did you transition into that? Were you in the hospitality industry? Uh, not really. I grew up uh, the son of a restaurateur. Okay. And, you know, I've been writing about food for over a decade now, but, you know, I had jobs in the hospitality industry in college and stuff, but it was not ever part of, like, my larger career arc once I got out. Um, but, you know, you're right. People are passionate, uh, you know, when it comes to food, but there's nothing more disappointing than seeing a great plate of food misrepresented by a bad photo and it certainly if you go to like a you know a reservation site or if you go to an Instagram feed or a Facebook page of a restaurant and they've got bad photos you know it doesn't make you want to go you know whereas you can also go to a restaurant that has a lot of money to spend on these kinds of things like Morton's the Steakhouse and they have beautiful photos and then you have to eat at Morton's the Steakhouse so I did a piece about Morton's um, and it was definitely the spring of 2017 because it was their 40th anniversary uh -huh. and I remember being there and the only thing I really wrote about was it's one of the only places you could still get a steak and smoke a cigar yep out on the patio oh. yeah and closed patio and the closed patio and um, they have CNN and Fox News and MSNBC yeah. playing on the outdoor televisions yeah and that was when uh, Spicer was still the press secretary. So we, so what we did was we went Period. there and we were going to wait until he got fired to run the piece and we didn't have to wait very long. So that's when we ran the piece. Nice. And the TVs are so bleached by the sun because they're just yeah. outdoor TVs and, it's, sure. and they're just soaking up all the cigar smoke. To me, that's a fantastic representation of Morton Steakhouse. No, and it's totally like a lobbying, you know, heaven. Like when you go there, it's like all these guys and, and good for know, them, power not suits for like pounding martinis for a, literally an hour-long lunch. That being said, don't you wish you could be one of those guys? Once again, what if you didn't rebel? If I didn't rebel, oh, would God, I be no. one of those guys drinking martinis at noon? And smoking cigars, no. eating Smoking steak. cigars, eating steak. That would be Man, my rebellion. That would be like the worst version of myself my parents could imagine. Uh, not necessarily. <laughs> okay, maybe maybe not the worst. Yeah, but, that's not that bad. But it's up there. Uh, you mean rich? Okay. Um, <laughs> I mean douchey and you know self-centered. Speaking and, you know. of uh, not rich, you're also a cookbook co-author. That's true. That's true. <laughs> Your yes. most, the most recent one, and I, I apologize for talking so quickly. And it's and okay. You've had six to eight cups of coffee already. I've had one cup of coffee thus far. By the way, that is a little too much. Is that I, a little too much? I recently cut back from eight to three, and I've noticed a huge difference. How eight? Well, think yeah. about it. Okay, so when you get the yeah. Starbucks coffee, yeah, there's it's already usually two. Sometimes it's if you get the twenty-four ounce, that's technically three, three shots. Yeah. yeah. So it's not that. It's it not sounds that not. Okay, it sounds well, a lot crazier than it is. Yeah, that's a. Yeah, that's three. Yeah. That's three. Yeah, so that's essentially like one coffee yeah. in terms of caffeine. Six cups of 
So you're drinking six cups of tea, which means you're drinking like, like two cups of two coffee. Two cups of coffee. It's fine. That's still, it's still totally great. manageable. It's, it's, much, it's much more manageable. But what was the biggest noticeable difference in your life? Uh, you know, actually my blood pressure went down, which okay. was noticeable. And also, um, you know, I did stop being a little, I, I slept better. You know, I was I'm not, not having, as, I'm not having yeah. any problem sleeping. Yeah. It's not affecting me to sleep at all. I'm able to drink a very large cup of coffee and then go to sleep within 10 minutes. It's not I used to be that way too. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't think it's... it's. I'm, I'm sorry, Elson. I, I, I don't know how this it's affecting cof- me. This one cup is going to fuck me up all really? day. Really? Yeah. I'm fine. Like, I, I might have another cup and a half just because if it, I the drink shakes a, are fun for a little bit. If I drink <laughs> a beer at this hour, I'll be messed up all day. Not because, like, I'm drunk, right. but just, like, I'm t- now I'm tired and sluggish. That's wow. why I dislike day drinking. Thanks for coming out. Um, yeah. The one, the only question I'm really interested about the cookbook stuff for the most recent book is that came out in October, the Bread Truck Bakery Cookbook. I really want to know, how is it collaborating with a baker or a chef when yeah. you don't necessarily understand the why? Or you understand the how, but like the why this certain thing. Does this make sense? Uh, yeah. I mean, that's, you know, turns out to be your job. You have to figure out who the person is, what their story is, and what their voice is. So you can translate all of that into a book that sounds like they sat down and wrote it themselves, mm-hmm. while at the same time taking all of their recipes and making them into manageable recipes for you know home bakers and home cooks that don't have the same amount of experience as they do. Um, but it's it, you know I consider myself kind of like a translator between okay. you know a person who has a vision and a product, and then a reading public who wants to understand who that person is and understand how to make what they do. And they're two wildly different groups of people. Have you been offered to ghostwrite a cookbook so their, their name is the only name on there? I have, and I've never done it. How much would you do it if the money was right? Probably not. Just to, like it was kind of ruin your reputation? I mean, no one would know, so how would it ruin my reputation? But you Do know. you gain weight when you're doing a cookbook? Oh, my God, Because yes. if, yeah. if you're tasting everything from the Red Truck Bakery... Dude, I put on 10 pounds just in biscuit sandwiches alone. Ooh. They're really good biscuit sandwiches. That's a good yeah. 10 pounds, though. Yeah. Oh, my God. It's so good. <laughs> that is a good 10 pounds. <laughs> that and pie and moonshine cake. And God damn oh, yeah. it. Yeah. Um, only because of time and not because I yep, don't like you. We need to wrap up. So I'm going to ask you two questions. Number one, what's your favorite baseball team? I don't watch sports. I don't care about baseball. Which, where are you yes. from? What city? New York City. Okay. Um, and then that was. I just got a demerit, I think. No, no, no. Fuck this no, guy. He's fine. never coming on the show again. He <laughs> could have at fine. least said Mets. No, I didn't say that. Yeah, okay. And then I need you to pick a number between 29 and 1. No, sorry. And 259. So I could, yeah, 29 to 259. 87. 87. Why 87? It's my favorite random number. It's a good random number. We don't have that. You get 90. Oh. This is my the, least favorite random number. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> if you could make this is from the Kids Book of Questions by Gregory Stock, PhD. This is not a good book. If you could make your parents try any one food, what would it be? Do you think kids should be forced to try new foods? This is like How completely applicable. Wow. This is what? great. I'm gonna I'm gonna do the second part first. I do think kids should be trying new foods all the time. It's the only way you sure. you know expand your palate. As for my parents, um, you know, I would want my dad to try. Lao food. Lao food. Just to totally blow his palate. That's a very good thing to try. This is for you. This is the Big Jones Cookbook oh by Fall Fahrenbach. Recipes oh for savoring the heritage of regional southern cooking. Wow, thank you. This, this is very sweet of you. Um, I appreciate it. Everyone gets gifts. Thanks. I, by the way, I love your lapel pin. I thank you so much. That, but My wife got it, to me, got it for me for Christmas. How is the lovely Kelsey? She's good. She's awesome. uh, at yoga, I think, right now. Anywhere but here, right? Uh, <laughs> She's like, there's 11 hours of this, honey. I'll you, be there at some point. You know what? I have never wanted the, my wife to come or not come to the show, which is a good thing. It means I'm not doing it end. for her. I'm yeah. doing it for myself, which is both good and bad. It means I'm yeah. selfish as well. Um, also, this is the kind of thing where I think if I didn't do it, I would not be happily married, and I don't know if I'd still be married. You know what I mean? That's a fair this point. This is my thing, yeah. and her thing is professionalism. <laughs> and that's not my thing. I was going to say, I can see where those two things diverge. Yes. So uh, because you're not uh, an, a Yankees fan, but you are from New York, here are five Mets baseball cards uh, wow. from Topps Baseball. This is the 2018 edition. Here you go. Thank Give you. those to someone that cares. This not is, you, because this is no, not no, for the, you. This is, you clearly don't like this, baseball. This is the best goodie bag ever. I don't know. I'd go with uh, gold and jewels. <laughs> <laughs> what parties do you go to? Man, those ones that I didn't rebel against, that's what they give you there. Nevin, uh, thank you so much. Thank you, Brandon. Nevin, it's been a thank you for your time. I appreciate you coming out. I'm really glad you were able to do the show because I'm also glad our next guest was able to do the show because you do similar things but different. And unlike Nevin, this woman actually cares about beer. Is that correct? 
Sarah Jane, how are you, Sarah Jane? I'm great. Thank you for having me on the show. Um, Sarah Jane, we've—I think I've said this the last time you were on the show. Fantastic mm -hmm. voice. Oh, thank you. Such a good voice. When is the first time you heard you have a good voice? Um, when I first started recording pilots with Full Service Radio. So uh, a year and a half, two years ago. Yeah. Yeah. I've, I how, you don't have to reveal your age, but you shouldn't have gone more than two decades without hearing how great your dulcet tones are. Thank you, sir. Here's a fun fact. I don't have a good voice. You have, you have a fine voice. I have a fine voice, not a good voice. Allison is a much better voice than me. She has a lovely voice. Yeah, she's, she's got a lovely like, voice. It's beautiful. That being said, neither Allison or I are very easy to mix for Jack, who is the producer at Full Service Radio. We are loud AF. We are oh, loud so people. Loud. I cackled. At like a 10. <laughs> and 10 being the loudest, 1 being not the loudest. Does he I, do that little wrinkle face when he's in the box? Oh, no, he's no laughing. No idea. He's laughing. He, he doesn't care what else. Alice and I will peek all of the microphones, and Jack won't care because he's like, well, if they're listening, they clearly know what they're getting into. Um, I cackled so much because my friend told me he was currently wearing a Ripple belt buckle, like a large Texas-style belt buckle. Mm -hmm. Ripple being the wine. Is it a Jewish wine or is it just like cheap wine? Ripple. The wine that's been around forever. I'm looking at Nevin because he's, no he's, he knows about food, and I'm looking at you because you know about beer. Beer. I don't know about wine. Not wine. I'm going to look up Ripple really quick here. What is Ripple? It sounds like it's cheap. Exactly. I think it's supposed to be like uh, it's. Sounds like was it was it Jewish back in the day? Like Mystic or something. I think it's I think it's either a Manischewitz wine. I think it's a Man <laughs> I think it's a Manischewitz wine, or it's a very very cheap wine. Did the buckle have a bottle opener on it? Yes. I, no, actually, no. I don't think it did. Well, if you think about it, it could be a bottle opener. Everything's a bottle opener if you try hard enough. Okay, so here we go. This is not a Jewish wine. Ripple was a fortified, lightly carbonated sweet wine cooler produced by California E.J. Gallo Winery. Okay. Like Boone's Farm, right? It's yes. Okay. It's like Boone's Farm. Okay. And he said that, and I was not expecting that, because I like to occasionally start my audio interviews with, what are you wearing? Because I couldn't see him. He was in uh, California. That's where the band Phantom Planet writes their songs about California. And then he said, I, he dressed like Dennis the Menace. And he's like, I'm wearing a striped shirt and a ripple belt buckle. And I cackled as loud as I could on accident. <laughs> that's, that's the show I do on Full Service Radio. Your show mm -hmm. is Beer Me. Beer Me. Not nearly as loud. No. It's actually recorded at 11 a.m. on Monday mornings. Mm -hmm. Recorded live at the Line Hotel on Full Service Radio. How do you feel about the line? Don't lie. It's, Please see, don't here's, lie. <clears throat> here's the thing. When I first experienced the line, I was like, oh, I'm not cool enough for this, right? Mm -hmm. But then when I went into the Eaton Hotel, I was like, oh, no. I'm, I'm cool enough for the line. I'm definitely not cool enough for the Eaton. Fantastic. Uh, the person to your left has experience at both. I, I do. What is, Allison, in your opinion, what is a cooler hotel, Eaton, Eaton House, or the line? Eaton is significantly cooler. Eaton is cooler. Because they have a nightclub. Yeah. Okay. They have a rooftop nightclub. They have a rooftop nightclub. And they give you wellness crystals at the front desk. Oh, yeah, they do that too. Mm -hmm. Hold on. And they hold serve on. mushroom tea. Hold on, hold on, hold on. For no reason. Hold on, stop, 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 stop. They do that too. Are you saying the line also does the crystals? No, they do no, as no, well no, they don't do crystals. Oh, okay. And then they share. What is mushroom tea? Isn't it just a Bruh, mushroom broth? I'm not good enough. I don't know. Mm. I just know it's there. Nevin, do you know what mushroom tea is? It's hipster bullshit, according <laughs> to the dad. Yeah. According to the dad of a six-year-old, <laughs> mushroom tea is hipster bullshit. Nothing so, goes down as easy as hipster bullshit. Um, <laughs> How many cups of mushroom tea is too many cups <laughs> I, you of know mushroom what? tea? I'm going to try. I'm going to write, <laughs> I'm gonna write down, try mushroom tea. Okay. Because, you could, yeah, you could call it bone broth, too. Okay. Bone, there's nothing wrong with bone broth because people are afraid there of is bone broth. As, as, as a former culinary student, there is something wrong with bone broth. Because it's, it's stock. not a thing? Yeah, it's stock. stock. Yeah, but here's the thing. That scares away a lot of people. Then I get cheap bones. Yeah. I'm taking advantage <laughs> of their, their dummies. I went to... Um, I have a very silly life and I get to go to food events all the time. And I got to go to a food event and I was legit asking, like, could I please take these bones home? And they're like, absolutely, take them home. I'm gonna make some broth out of them. So I'm now I'm now that man. I'm 36 and I'm just taking bones home. I'm seeing from more people do that. That's crazy. It's the best. We yeah. so what? what I do every time I get a uh, rotisserie chicken or anytime I have anything with a bone in it, I save all the bones with like your your leftover onion scraps, your carrot scraps, etc. And then I make a broth whenever the bag is full and it lasts. And I use it for everything. I just saw a girl on Instagram who uh, went to a new restaurant in Georgetown. And asked for a bag of their discarded duck bones. Oh yeah. yeah. She just went home with it. Um, 
Like they weren't even her duck bones. It was just she, she just <laughs> took other people's ducks. Good for her. her. Hers now. Well, I was like, wow. Good Way to be her. bold and ask for it. I mean, sometimes you just got to ask, but she's got some great bug. broth. Yeah. Um, Stock. This is nothing to do with your show. Let's make it about yeah. your show. Great. Um, do you think any brewery should be using broth? <laughs> I mean, if you think about it, beer is, starts as broth. You're, you know, steeping the malt, and, you know, you're basically making a malt broth to start. Why do you like beer? <laughs> Um, I like beer because it is uh, happy, and <laughs> what if you're an alcoholic? It's less happy. That's right. Um, but I'm not. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. Um, no, I, I think it's. I, I liked it originally because it's very welcoming. When I was in culinary school, I was super into wine, and I went to a uh, Burgundy. Hold on. How do you are you super into wine, but you don't know about Ripple? Well, so. <laughs> Because I didn't get that far into it. I skimmed the surface. I went to a burgundy tasting. They treated me like hot garbage. And then I went to a beer tasting, and they were, they were like, so welcoming. You like beer? I like beer. Let's be friends. And that's how it is. Uh, to a point. But perception's reality. This has been my perception. And so my reality yes, is Yes, but we're still in America. My reality is dominant here. Um, well, no, I know that. <laughs> what is the big beer event every year at the National Building Museum? Snap. Snap. Nope, no, not Snap, I guess. Savor. Yeah, Savor. Now, half the brewers at Savor are very nice, and mm -hmm. half the brewers at Savor remind me of all the bad things about all the wine things. I think it's getting better. Good. It's getting better. I'm I, I really do think it is. Now. That's interesting that it would be getting better, because you would think as beer is becoming more sophisticated that it mm -hmm. could possibly be more pretentious, like a burgundy, like... But the, the thing is, is the the net of people that are interested in beer is growing. It's, mm -hmm. it's definitely getting more diverse. And in that diversity, they're not putting up with it. I think that's, a, but yeah, I, I can see how that can be happening because I think that beer has a less like pretense to it. People feel more inclined to ask questions mm -hmm. and be open to not knowing about beer. Yeah. I, don't I mean, don't get me wrong. I still go to, I mean, I recently went to a, a beer study group, and it was me and six white guys with beards, you know? That's why I shaved today. Yeah. So I'd be the minority when we talk about beer. I have my fake beard in my bag Very ready good. to go if Fantastic. I do have, if I have to go to a beer event. Fantastic. So Here's the thing I want to say about breweries. I think they're a lot less pretentious than any winery I've been to, a distillery I've been to. I think they're mm -hmm. very, very open. I think that people that they attract are very kind. And when I say people they attract, I mean men that look like me and like metal. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah the obsession with uh, metal with breweries is pretty fascinating. I mean, it makes perfect sense. It's like it's ideally made in a garage. Mm -hmm. It's ideally meant for outcasts, but not so outcasts that they don't have a social circle. And they like to get fucked up. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Beer is metal? Yeah, beer. I mean, out of any liquid, yeah, beer is the most metal. Okay. Do you want to name now every musical genre and every liquor? No, I'm good. Because that could get very dangerous <laughs> very quickly. <laughs> um, we spoke about the government shutdown with Nevin. You've mm -hmm. talked about the government shutdown on your show. Atlas yeah. has come up multiple times. How did the government shutdown affect the beer industry while it was going on, specifically in D.C.? Well, specifically in D.C., uh, Nevin touched on this a little bit in that, you know, it happened during one of the slowest months of the year for restaurant and bars. That's why they plop restaurant week, week in the center of it. Um, but, you know, so it's already slow. Then you have the shutdown. No one can afford it. So that sucks. But the TTB was shut down. And Which is the? Hold on. The Alcohol and Tobacco Tax and Trade Bureau. Um, Thank you. You're welcome for being prepared. <laughs> Sarah Pult has a note. Sarah Jane has a notebook, and, and that it was written down. But it should, they they put ands in weird places, like alcohol and tobacco tax and trade bureau. Yeah. I am not a writer, but I feel like grammatically that's not sound. It's so. an acronym. Yeah. So, anyways, the TTB was shut down. So, what does that mean? There are certain payments that breweries need to make the t to the TTB. They have to submit labels, they have to submit formatting, they have to pay taxes. The, the biggest thing was is breweries had these beers ready to go uh, and they were waiting for label approval and it couldn't happen. So you've got this beer sitting, waiting to be um, packaged. Now, this is only for packaged beer. What, what about just serving it in the brewery itself? Yeah, they can serve it in the brewery There themselves. you go. That's fine. Problem but solved. Not completely. I'm a problem solver. <laughs> go ahead, go ahead. Not completely because you've got, um, 
you know, we don't have that many people buying beer because not many people can afford beer. So actually, I had on my show um, Prairie Artisanal Ales out of Oklahoma. They had put up a tweet, and I'll read it. They said, hey, at Real Donald Trump, we are an American-owned company, and we want to distribute a new beer, but the shutdown includes the uh, TTB, so we currently can't move forward. Please help. The people want the beer. And they got a slew of all these varying responses, but the best one was at... Uh, Big McLarge. Um, it said there are more pressing there are more pressing issues than getting neckbeard alcoholics their pick me up. And so they created a beer called Neckbeard Alcoholics. Okay, so everyone knows exactly who. Okay, how do we know that? What what is the tweeter? Um, at McLarge. At, no, at Big McLarge. How do we know them? At no. Big McLarge Hodge. isn't an employee of this brewery. Because that's some great marketing right there. We don't know. I will say their um, Wade Pierce is their social media director, and he's pretty brilliant at you know his responses. Clearly, if you go through and you read through his responses, they're pretty they're pretty slick. Um, but yeah, we dove into kind of what it's like to manage social media. I myself am horrific at social media, and I really don't like it. Um, so you know, hey Nevin, maybe I could use some help. Um, but you know, when I was the GM at Birch and Valley Church Key. Uh, we got some pretty harsh responses and res like uh, for example we for a minute we took away the tots and I don't know if you're familiar with the tots but they're very um, luscious and fluffy and perfect but we had a shortage of humans in the kitchen and it's very labor-intensive so we did away with the tots for a minute so I made an announcement hey Twitterverse we're out of tots and someone came back they're like where are my tots at and I responded oh we have other tasty treats blah 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 and they responded shut your whore mouth <laughs> with your tasty treats why don't you go kill baby bald eagles at the National Arboretum? Was this a worker for the National Arboretum? I think that's, so. <laughs> that's some good marketing. There's a reason they said the National I Arboretum. I was like, that's so specific, which was great because then during pre-shift I was saying something and one of my staff was like, why don't you shut your whore mouth with that? And we all had a good laugh. <laughs> I am glad you did not shut your whore mouth. Oh no. Oh, my God. It keeps going. Um, how is it going to affect everything long term? <laughs> Because there is a lot I of beers. I went off on a tangent there. I'm so sorry. No, I only want to talk about horror mouths, but we can't because oh the God. show will go long. <laughs> um, do you, what do you think of what do you think is going to happen now? We're back in action. Mm -hmm. That might change by the end of the week. I have a sneaking suspicion it, it will. I mean, it matters, but it doesn't matter because we can't do anything about it. So that's why I'm saying it doesn't matter. And I, yeah. I really hate when people are like, "Call your congressman." Like, we're in D.C., motherfucker. It doesn't matter. No, no, we're helpless. Yeah, we just sit here in the Wonderland ballroom and drink some beer, and that's all we can do. But what we can do is drink at these local breweries. But yeah. do you think that this will affect? We're going to see a different beers on the shelves in six months because of the shutdown. Does this make sense? Yeah. Are we gonna? Are there gonna be fewer beers of it? Are we gonna see the same beers? Be, are we gonna have not as much variety because stuff couldn't get approved in a timely manner? Probably. I mean, and then when it and then when it does reopen, you're gonna have uh, this huge backlog. Yes. Um, that is to say, like, look, there are breweries that have plenty of labels already approved, so they're still gonna be producing that. Also, some of the beers that are sitting in barrels and stuff like that would probably do well to age a little longer, mm -hmm. anyways. Um, but yes. Short and long answer, yes, that will be an effect long-term. Last real questions before we go to the fun questions. Um, cool. What's one beer that people in D.C. needs to know about that they might not? I am... You can have more than one. It doesn't. It's not like a... What's one beer in D.C. that people need to know about that they don't know about? Yeah, like, don't say Atlas is rowdy. Like, I know about rowdy. I love no, rowdy. Everyone, everyone knows about that. Actually, yeah, everyone knows about that. <laughs> Come on. That. Um, you know what? Actually, uh, this is just a smidgen outside of D.C. Port City um, okay. in Alexandria. Mm -hmm. um, they make a Rausch beer, which is a smoke beer. Um, a Rausch beer? Yeah. Oh. Rausch. Um, but they, um, it's not, like, they're the big, the big beers that put them on the map are their Whip Beer and their Porter, mm -hmm. right? Those are the ones they got all the awards for. And they consistently put out a really good product. Mm -hmm. um, but they made this beer recently, and it was, uh, I had it recently, and it was really outstanding. Awesome. So. Oh, Great. can I ask one? Please. Are IPAs going away yet? Oh, God, no. Damn. They'll never go away. They'll just continue <laughs> to morph and change. It was the New England Hazy IPA, and then it's the Brewed IPA, and then God knows what else. You know, it'll be like a CBD IPA or some bullshit like oh, that. Oh, I'll, I'll drink that. Favorite, <laughs> uh, your favorite cheap beer? Heineken. 
Heineken, interesting. Oh, yeah, not I a lot in, of favorites. I lived in Bermuda for a smidgen, and uh, you lived where? I'm sorry, Bermuda, Bermuda, and that's all there was to drink. Why were you in Bermuda? I was a dumb, a dumb line cook, working for cash, drinking Heineken at the end of the night. That sounds like a really good experience because you're here, yeah, and you're not still there. Yeah, and it could have backfired. No, I mean it's a lovely place to live. That's for awesome. A smidgen. Um, Sarah Jane, do you have a favorite baseball team? <laughs> the Mets. Is it the Mets? Seriously. <laughs> Nevin, you have to trade baseball cards with her because she's like the Mets, and you, I'll give you the Yankees, okay? Are they a baseball team too? Don't do they that. Are. Don't don't say sports ball. We all know the Yankees; they're important. You're gonna give her all the Yankees cards. Uh, I'm gonna give you all the Yankees cards, which are clearly worth much more money than all the Mets cards. Yeah, I know, poor Mets. But see, I lived your son in Astoria. might enjoy these. I lived in Astoria for a while, and I love an underdog. So I am a. I like the Mets. I've I've been to the old Shea. I'm not been to New City Field. Um, I need you to pick a number between th 29 and what is it? Two, 270 something. 29 and 259. Close. All right. 101. 101. Or the nearest. The nearest. Hey, don't tell me how to do the show. <laughs> I but can't shut my mouth. Thank you for listening. I appreciate it. <laughs> we actually have 101. It's very rare we actually have the number of people request. This is from the Kids Book of Questions by Gregory Stock, PhD. 101, have you and your friends ever picked on people and made fun of them until they cried? Mm -hmm. If so, why did you do it? Did you enjoy it? Yeah, I worked in restaurants for 15 years. Perfect. <laughs> so that's for you. Those are your baseball cards. And then this is your gift. This is a metal flask that you could easily hold a beer in. What? It's from the National Museum of the American Indian, and I, and, I, and I think that you might enjoy it because this is a wonderful museum. If you've never been, you should definitely go. I have been. I love rocks. And the if not, she could go to the Arboretum with her <laughs> dirty whore mouth. I love that. And Arboretum. the reason why I'm giving this to you is because this is not just any flask okay. from the National Native American Veterans Memorial and Museum. This is the inaugural ball 2017 edition, which wow. I attended. Now... You're, uh, there's Thank a card you. in there too, so you're gonna need to wash it. Um, that is an interesting event that I went to because um, there were a few men that served in World War II for mm -hmm. the Americans, and uh, they are Native Americans, and they broke codes. They were the code talkers or something like that. And they were there, and they had Make Native Nations Great Again hats on. And I thought they were trolling, and then they spoke for about 15 minutes, and the first 14 minutes was about unity and how we need to resist, and then it all backfired, and he and I, I got tricked, and they're big Trump supporters. <gasps> and I said, good on them. They tricked me. I'm a dumb white guy in the Native American Museum. Here's a flask for you, Sarah Jane. Wow. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks for doing the show. Yeah, of course. Beer me every cool. Monday at 11 a.m. on Full Service Radio. Thanks for your time, Sarah. Thank you. Okay, great. I'm going to shake your hand now. Yay. I like your shirt. I just noticed you have the leather pocket. Yeah. That's for dope. Serious, serious. Catherine Jessup's here, everybody. Catherine, uh, the last time you did this show, Hello. we yes. talked about it right before you did this very important thing. It was about two years ago. Yes. It was about, it's called this, What a Joke. What a Joke. What a Joke. What a joke. It, what a joke. What was what a joke, Catherine? What a joke was a international comedy festival to raise money for the ACLU over inauguration weekend 2017 when we weren't sure exactly how bad it was going to be, but we thought not good. So Now, do you yeah. regret doing such an unpatriotic show? Because things are fantastic. For <laughs> qualifier, I mean, qualifier for me. For you... I'm glad it's working out for you. Thank you so much. Uh, no, actually, the festival was in like 34 cities uh, between the U.S. and the U.K. And it raised over $65,000, $56,000. We raised 10 of that here. 10000 Yeah. That's great. Net, like net 10000 um, which is pretty awesome. Uh, I, it, like, it's important, and I'm glad I did it, but it also sort of broke me to be like booking a comedy festival on the fly in like six weeks notice why did that break you it was just a very intense time it didn't inspire you to do what exactly that's a great question thank you uh, i mean like it would i think it was really important and i'm really glad i did it and i like i felt really good and like we were uh it was thursday through Saturday show we had eight shows and over 60 performers and five venues and like it was like a whole production of a thing and I'm really glad we did it but uh, we started leading people in a scream 
at the beginning of every show because we were just like, listen, we're all frustrated and we've got to let it out. So like on the count of three, we're just going to yell as loud as we possibly can and then we're going to have a great show, okay? Like we were doing that. Um, yeah, it was just fun. We had a show here on Friday night that was absolutely beyond fire capacity. That's great. Yeah, it was great. But it was also sort of like, oh, I'm leading a hundred people in this tiny little room in like screaming at the top of our lungs for like five seconds. It was really intense. So well, while you were fun. here, yeah. I was at the Native American Oh, gala is that what you were doing the there? Oh my god. I go to galas. Congratulations. Thank you I so worked much. very hard to not. <laughs> Why? Because I don't I'm not a gala kind of girl, you know? Oh, I'm a gala kind of guy. I believe that. It's the <laughs> they're so fun. Deeply. I just want to make it just, clear. I've never paid to go to any gala, nor will I. I don't want to wear the stuff. Oh, and you don't do like doing that? No, I'm not. I think if I had like, if I could get away with just being like, I look real fucking sharp in this tuxedo, I'd be for it. But like the idea of, I in my life, I don't want to own fancy gowns and stuff like that. I don't want to own stuff I can't wear a lot or use a lot, you know? I mean, you could Sorry. get a I tux though. Yeah. yeah, true. Like, Maybe that's like my a answer. Close tux or you know what I mean? Yeah, you could like also one of those. wear yeah. parts of the tux year round. It's Hell not yeah. like it's you true. have to wear oh, tuxedo totally. pants. For Hot. sure. Oh, so fucking good. Yeah. Right, but like, listen, I am a sneakers and jeans person. You know what looks idea. good with sneakers on a tux? <laughs> yeah. I know. I think. All right, never mind. I take it back. I'm open to galas so long as I can show so up. So you're going to be a gala gal, and I'll be a gala guy. Perfect. See, here's why galas are great. Yes, let's hear it. Because when they suck, then you just talk to the people that are actually working the bar, and you just hang out with them all night. That's kind of what I do anyway. Exactly, but then it's free, and you just tip. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's great. That's what I yeah. did at the Native American Gala. Once I realized it wasn't a big JK, <laughs> like, I thought they were trolling. <laughs> But I was like, oh, they're sincere. You went, you went thinking like, oh, I want to I wanna see this shit. Like, yeah, I, I went because I figured out of any gala, yeah. the one that's going to be like... We're was gonna... it at the museum? Yeah, it was at the museum. Holy fuck. That's why I figured that Holy. would be the one that'd be like, oh, this is going to be different than the rest. <laughs> this is not the big like GE gala. This isn't the like state of Texas gala. This is the Native American gala. They're going to say, no. fuck this dude. <laughs> I was wrong. They didn't say those words. More smallpox, please. Like, what? Yeah, I thought... I really like the blankets. They're great. They gave me a flask because there's no problems with Native Americans and drinking. Whoa. Yeah, none whatsoever. That's what I did. I went to that gala. Yeah, congratulations. Thank you so much. You're very welcome. I went to 10 galas in 2012. Oh, you're so important. Good the, for you. Oh, here's, here's... I know, like, that's, like... If brand, you only knew how much like, I was making working for the Huffington Post. <laughs> not a lot. Did you get lot. paid in galas? I got paid in galas. Okay. <laughs> and actually, I did get paid in galas because um, it was cheaper for them to pay me hourly and they could give me less benefits. So they yeah. paid me hourly, but because they paid me hourly, I clocked in for all the hours I was at those galas. Hell yeah, you did. <laughs> so I worked, like, triple overtime at those galas, and nice. that actually made me into, like, a livable D.C. salary... So the galas did pay me. Thank you very much. You did get paid in galas. I did get paid in galas. My favorite gala anecdote was I was at the State of Illinois Gala in 2013. Now, Mm -hmm. I don't know if you know this, but Barack Hussein Obama used to be the senator for the great state of Illinois. So it's his home state state gala. Is that also your home state? It is correct. That's the only reason why I went. And um, it was great because in the big ballroom, they had a bunch of Marshall Fields clock towers, those iconic clocks which are now Macy's because Marshall Field folded. So there was a folded grocery store, clocks everywhere, celebrating the history of Chicago, you know, businesses that didn't work out, celebrating not Macy's. And then um, across the gala, there's the portrait of every single governor in the great state of Illinois, the history of them. And I don't know if you know this, but two of the last four are currently in jail. So two of So which of picture the, did they use? They used, that's a great question. So that's what like I always like to... most famous is like mugshot. Like, no. Uh, here's the thing about okay. the current... Not the current. The former governor that's currently in jail, Rod Blagojevich, he mm-hmm. looks fantastic as an all-gray dude. Oh, I thought he was dead. No, he's not dead. 
He is not. He dropped dead. off in a way that he might as well be. You know I, who I was like, thinking of? Who are you thinking? Who? The the dude from uh, Canada who was yeah, yeah who's yeah, always yeah, yeah, doing yeah, yeah. drugs. Rob Portman, who's Thank definitely you. dead. Rob Portman is not. Rob no, 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 no. The blonde guy who was like always drunk. Yeah, yeah. The fat dude that did crap. He's not dead. I didn't. No, 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 no. I'm. I don't know I'm, if he's dead. I'm looking it I up right now. I believe you. I'm going with I that. I think he did. I think you're right. Yeah. And then Rob Blagojevich just lives in prison now. So. Hold on. He's dead to everyone. Is it Rob? It's not Rob. Ford or something? Is, is it Ford? I yeah. Ford. Yeah. I, mean, I think Ford? Rod, Rod Ford, Rob Ford, oh Jesus, Portman is a current congressman. <laughs> <laughs> that guy's alive. Time. Not in All jail. Right. Rob, he died in March 22nd, 2016. See? Told you. You knew it. Dead so AF. he could not have you attended the Native American gala where they gave out flasks. No. Because the Native American population in America does not have a drinking problem. Nope. Uh, you've been you excited. Gotta stay hydrated. Can we talk about your day today? Sure. You have a big day. I also, I just want to close to like close the circle. Please. On this hour's guest. Yes. I was furloughed. You were furloughed. I was furloughed. I'm a contractor at one of the Smithsonian's. I was furloughed. Thank you to Nevin. Do you get back pay? No. Fuck. What? No. Contractors get, you got to work to get paid. Yeah. Like everybody who is not salaried. Yo, fuck so, this president. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, honestly, like I was pretty fortunate that I had some side projects and I had like some comedy bookers that looked out for me and things worked out. But like, yeah, I could have been just totally out of my ass on that. Which is the whole like when they talk about people getting back pay and people getting like made whole, all the salaried employees did get back pay. Like that always mm-hmm. already came through. They've been made whole, but all the contractors who are already making less, who are already less secure, blah, 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 are just out. I'm very sad now. That's That's like a whole, yeah, but so whatever. The point is, uh, what a joke, guys. Huh? What a joke. (laughs) 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 Who fucking knew? Yeah, no, so I was uh, furloughed, and I'm glad to hear that, like, there were, it was, it really show, revealed a lot of people's character, honestly. Like, it showed a lot of, like, there was a lot of really horrible people, and there are some people that there's just not a fast enough heart attack to manage. And then there are, like, a lot of people that really stepped up and good, did good shit. So, oh, man. Yeah. That's not fun at all. But whatever. So, hey, what's up? No, Hello, no, I get 2019. it. Uh, so but yes, my happened. day today. Yeah, no, we could skip that. Don't worry about it. My day today is charming and lovely. It is charming <laughs> and lovely. What are you going to do? I, well, I'm here now. Thank you. Great to be here with you all. Uh, and then later on, I'm going to go meet my mom, and we're going to go to a toy store that we've heard good things about. Four. To go find birthday presents for my niece who is turning three. That is Aww. delightful. So, yeah, life goes on, you know? Which <laughs> leads us perfectly to the Kids Book of Questions all by right. Stock PhD. I need you to pick a number between 20 and 250, 29 and 259. Uh, let's go 151. 151. This is good because then you could ask your mom this question, and then you could think about what the I will. I could will like say. call back in, and be like, "Hey guys, here's what they said." One fifty one. Remember me? This yeah. is pretty good. If you knew that by cheating you could win an important competition for your school and be a hero, would you pretend you were sure you wouldn't get caught? Yeah. Great. I completely agree. <laughs> yeah. I also like how it says pretend you were sure you wouldn't get caught. This <laughs> like is already this a pretend scenario. You could just say you wouldn't no, get caught. Like, yeah. <laughs> you don't do Whatever. But this is that's not it's how the world bad. works. Yeah. They don't know that they're not going to get caught yet. They have conscious or no conscious. They have I don't know. No, they have they're, consciousness. They're, they're like, they have very strong consciousness. That's for you. Oh, thank you. And then because you're an adult, I got the, these are some coasters okay. made Ooh. from records. I love a good coaster. It's oh a good gosh. coaster from a record. Thank you. And what's your favorite baseball team? Um, I don't really have a favorite one. Where are you I've from? been to originally Texas, so let's go with the Astros. Whereabouts in Texas? Houston. Houston. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Yeah, Houston for sure. I definitely grew up going to like Astro games at the Astro. Do you know Beyonce? Because she's also from Houston, Texas. I wish. I wish I'd no. I don't know bad. her. I know that. Uh, you know, like she's kind of famous. I've heard her. Yeah, name. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is, is it the No, yeah, no. She's awesome. She's also from Houston. Uh, Houston doesn't have tons and tons of like outstanding exports in terms of like it's like it's fine. Yeah, who else like besides Beyonce? Um, me. Catherine. Is it Mike Jones, <laughs> Maybe. the rapper? Maybe. So three. Yeah, but do you know what I mean? Like it's. I feel like it's. It's not like when people think about Oil. like where should we go in Oil. Texas, they're not like. <laughs> Oil. 
They're like Austin, maybe San Antonio. I've heard the great coast, things. I've heard that it's a good Houston. food city. Our mutual Houston? friends just went. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I heard their food scene is popping exactly. right now. Poppington. We left a long time ago, so I believe you. <laughs> like when I was there, I just remember it being like they had a fancy Meats. mall. Ooh, fancy malls. Nice. We lived in kind of a crappy part of town. So All right. Just kept moving. All right. Here Hi. are five Ooh, Houston thank Astros you for cards. My Astros cards and my presents. Congratulations I'm on 11 years. I hope you don't get furloughed in a week. Honestly, here's the thing about the furlough. Okay, so I kept it together because one of my coworkers, who I'm actually friends with, uh, lives in my neighborhood, and we went walking every day. Like we walked That's like three nice. or four miles every fucking day. Otherwise, I would have. I was already like talking to the plants anyway. But like, there we go. <laughs> totally. <laughs> That like kept me together, and everyone else I know like cleaned out all their closets yes. and did all this stuff. I didn't do shit. Oh. I just sat sat there and was just like, I don't know. Twenty eighteen kicked my ass, and now we're here. But by the end of it, I was like, No, I think I am gonna paint my apartment. And then the furlough lifted, and I was like, Well, fuck me! Like I had a whole plan. <laughs> you didn't Marie so, Kondo your life in any way. No fucking way. Okay. I like okay. my life as it is, but Hell so yeah. like you know what I mean? Like there's some stuff where it's like I totally also okay. The thing about Marie Kondo. <laughs> <laughs> Here's the thing about Marie Kondo. Uh, the book is better. Sorry, just to lay it I've out that way. But like the whole her whole backstory is like coming from a place that believes that things and objects have like energy and power to them and like kind of the negative and so this whole like the netflix series of like you just have to get rid of it if it doesn't give you like joy that's like that's not what the fuck this is about <laughs> like it's not what this is about at all like i'm yes. not certain she's not a robot so there's that she is for sure like she's i would go like <laughs> robot she's for sure or, not like, a robot can't prove it I would say I'm with you in the like she is not a normal human. Like she is for sure not a normal human. Nah, dude, I think she might be like a pixie uh, or like a fairy, some kind of sprite. We're really you know what I mean. Anyhow, walking that line of just racist. Right no, now no, no. I mean that in a, like <laughs> an entire culture. Just letting you know. Nah, dude, no, I mean if you like if you've watched, have you watched? You said the show? she's a robot. Yes, and you said she's a pixie. Have you watched the show? I have, and okay. I've read the book. Okay. So, once again, we're right walking that line. <laughs> Just letting you know. We all have different interpretations of events. That's correct. <laughs> Just letting you know. Okay, well, congratulations let's, on your let's, let's plug the toy store you're going to. What's the name of the toy oh, store? Oh, fuck, I forget. I think it's called Playtime. It's where, got where, outlets where it? in Chevy Chase and Rockville. Oh, yes, that is a good toy store, if it's the one I'm thinking of. Chevy Chase, D.C.? Yeah. Yes, that is a good toy store. Okay, well, there you yep. go. So watch out, Annabelle. Shit's going to be real in like a month. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Get watch excited. out, Annabelle is definitely how we're going to end that hour. <laughs> 